And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. In today's episode, we'll be going over the recent network optimization patch that BSG did, which was like, what, 12.1232, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, exactly. That's the one. Then we're going to be discussing 7.62 NATO guns in general. I've been using them a lot recently, and I've been posting a few videos about them. So I thought it'd be it's a good time to, to think about them, given that they fire the big bullet, the M61. Mm. The armor destroyer just gives zero fricks. Exactly. And closing out the show, we'll be discussing my newest obsession, uh, inception, obsession, exception, obsession, obsession. That's the one. <laughs> Tarkov Mobile. What? It's poggers. So yeah, the patch. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played since the patch dropped. I was playing before it came out. And then we took too long to get out of shoreline and I didn't get any of the loot, but you know, it's whatever. So <laughs> I, I mean, I was talking to CZTL about it and he said he might do some testing since he's got two PCs and offline mode uses a, a server or co-op mm-hmm. offline uses a server. So that could be interesting. It would have been nice to know like this was up and coming because then, you know, people like yourself or some other people that are, like testing this stuff. You know, could possibly try to get a good baseline and try to compare. It's a shame we don't have Battle Nonsense, the guy that's like infamous for doing all the network testing and PC optimizations and NVIDIA, you know, G Sync expert. You know, like <laughs> I swear if you type in like how to set up NVIDIA G Sync, he's like the top result and everything. But um, so yeah, have you played much with the new wipe? What's the general consensus from the Tarkov community? So unfortunately, as you say, because they didn't announce that anything was coming like this, and it's like life and this patch have just kind of collided in my universe because I ended up not playing Wednesday or Thursday because I had various like baby commitments to attend to. Um, And so I was pretty much just like editing for two days. And so I haven't actually played, which is kind of unfortunate. Mm. I mean... What I've seen on Twitter is a bunch of people complaining about how bad. I mean, <laughs> no freaking way, dude. Uh, I mean, you can take from that what you what you want, but I don't know. There was, uh, was, was let me see if I can find one of them actually because I, I didn't have it up before. But there was a couple of people complaining about certain specific issues where they were getting like massive packet loss. So you know when you. In Tarkov, you know, you've got your ping uh, indicator or whatever. When you're lagging, me. you've just got like high latency or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if you're actually losing packets, you get that weird icon, which I, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of like like three little lines. Uh, and then yeah, kind of I've thing. seen it like once. Yeah, it only comes up r- r- pretty rarely. It's like... You know, if your cable's loose or something and you you accidentally yank the internet cable out or something Mm -hmm. like that. That's kind of the main complaint that I've seen. I know that Iron Fist posted something on the 13th. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. And he posted that he was getting this within some raids. Um, And then there were a couple of of people who were posting too that they were getting like insane frame drops, like crazy frame drops for no reason. So maybe that's what this, because they actually posted a patch this morning, was it? Or was it yesterday? I actually forget. They did like a little technical update. Somewhere in that window, I believe. Yeah. 
um i think it might have been this morning even but anyway well whatever so i saw there was somebody who they had a clip up and they were going through customs and then they turned around the corner and then their pc was just like literally three frames of slideshow and then you just hear them dying because there's a the pmc around the, around the wall which kind of sucks so seems like some teething problems i suppose but i haven't seen anything about it since yesterday i guess and no one seems to be complaining about it a lot no one seems to be saying that it's really good so right now i don't really have any strong conclusions to be made i mean the, the four points that they wrote about in their tweet was they said we've reworked the service synchronization for player positioning reduced network packet processing latency between the client and the server which to me that first point i mean and this is the thing I could be wrong because I'm not an expert on networking and I'm not an expert on this kind of stuff. But when I was, I was contemplating making a video about desync, doing something a little bit more in depth, just like trying to measure it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. A bit like what you said, CZ was going to look at, <clears throat> you know, you have, I don't know. I, I actually don't have two PCs that I'm able to use, unfortunately, but um, that would be a good way of doing it. Just like when you press the button, when does it appear on the other side? Because I feel like, I feel like, Often the I've spoken about this before on on here actually. I often feel that the desynchronization between the two clients is it tends to be a lot more than your latency, or it seems to be at least. Um, just based and that's based upon when you you suddenly see somebody that wouldn't be able to see you. Say you suddenly lean peak. Okay. It would take a bit of time for them to see you, and then you to get the message back. And that time seems to sometimes be in like the 300, 400 millisecond region, which yeah. is really, really high. Um, you know, like I peaked out one time and this is, this is sort of, this is why I was starting to think about it. Cause like I peaked out, saw a guy and Pete leaned back in again, turned around and started to walk off. And then I, and then I died, which is fine. Right. The guy shot me on his screen. That's okay. Right. And by the time it came to me, I was miles away, but having a ping of like 50 doesn't justify the difference in timing. You know what I mean? It was like, right. like half a second later or whatever. So, so to me, from my educated guess, is that that reduced network packet processing latency between the client and the server is to help with, with that effectively, like trying to speed up the processing of, of those packets as they're coming back and forth between different clients. I hope anyway. And they said improved network stability during close quarters gunfights. I don't really know. What, I mean, that's just, kind of whatever that could mean anything um yeah i'm a little and i'd be really interested to know what that entails but of course probably won't get that but it's just like yeah i don't know that doesn't really i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know and then they said fix the instances where some shots may not register or may have not registered and burst firing at close ranges which is a really interesting statement yeah, I don't know whether that refers to burst fire specifically, like the fire mode burst fire, right, right. or whether that just means like firing off some bullets. I'm actually not sure. And with the <clears throat> clause of at close ranges. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what that then relates to, to be honest, whether it's some other bug or whether it's just a, an overall contributor towards why people feel that there's a lot of desync and hit registration not happening and that kind of thing. Because yeah, even if you had, I guess as a player, you can't really tell, right? Because it's either just, it's either desync or it's something else. And maybe there's, maybe there's a bug in there that we would never be able to tell as players because there's shots that are 
missing or, or there's some something is happening in that particular um in that particular scenario that's not working properly i'm not really sure but it's interesting that they said that and then they said fixed a situation where a player with a poor network connection could suddenly appear from around the corner which i have seen like rubber banding but it's like extremely rare you know it's like the classic memory is like some guy with like that's like a hatchling or is like extremely low gear and he's just like you know updates every like half a second to a second and you just like you can't kill him because he's just like randomly moving it's so like annoying um but that's like extremely rare like i I, like i said i think i was like the one instance i can think of is like it was either a hatchling or like a super low kid on like interchange and yeah he was like running up the escalators and I couldn't kill him, but I didn't. I wanted to kill him because freaking, you know, he's going to shove blue <laughs> up his butt or whatever he's trying to do. It's just, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I guess if someone's ping is like flicking around all the time, to be honest, kind of like mine does, um, then that could cause some funky stuff, especially if it's unstable. I guess like if you've got a a ping of three hundred constant, then that's like one thing, and that will contribute towards the. Right. general desynchronization that you see on your side or what or someone else sees but if you're kind of like fluctuating around from 50 up to 250 down to 50 up to 100 whatever that that could cause some weirdness but um i don't know we're gonna have to see i think how it ends up feeling whether people stop seeing people skittering about and stuff i mean this is the thing it's so hard to know what they've done it's so hard to know what we're supposed to test here and this is this is often where people get irritated with bsg about the beta test because it's like what are we supposed to do with this information like half half of these sentences are kind of cryptic i'm mm. not really sure as a analytical tester but a non-expert of networking i'm not sure like what i'm supposed to take from this other than like you're working on it okay that's great that's fine yeah but i don't know like i don't know how to help maybe they don't want us to help i'm not sure maybe they don't want us to help in this particular instance maybe they just want us to tell them what we see but often you find I mean, this maybe, maybe this isn't the case for most people, but often, if you understand the system a bit better and how it functions, then your feedback is more effective. I mean, you yeah, get better effective. feedback. Exactly, because you're like, oh well, I'm seeing this or that, and that might be because of this or that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't want that. I'm not sure. Anyway, we're gonna have to see. It seems to have caused some teething issues. They did post a little mini patch, so maybe that fixes some of the problems that have been introduced. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And as I said, I, I haven't actually played for the last two days, so I haven't been able to test it out myself. Really, um, I've like wandered around in offline, mate, and that's pretty much it, just to like test things. So we will see. That one's that one is the jury's out. Let's put it mm-hmm. that way. The jury's out. So I'm going to keep an eye out on Twitter and seeing what other people say but there's it seemed to be a couple of people who were complaining it wasn't like the entire community exploded i went on reddit and there were some threads about to the guy i met in ollie and all this stuff so i was like okay well it's it's not like you know <laughs> yeah it's not the, the game breaking event that everybody's like super super butthurt about it so okay i guess there's that it seems like there's some June, well there's some there's some issues here and there but it remains to be seen whether it's actually helped or fixed anything i don't know yet I yeah, know. I mean, the I just find it interesting that close quarters fight was like mentioned twice, and mm-hmm. then you have like suddenly appearing around the corner. That's kind of like the you know 
the guy just like rush you and you just die type of thing up close. So like maybe I know, I'd be interested to see if like some more seasoned players, you know, have their own experiences. Like, yeah, it feels better. Cause I, I do like feel there are times where you just push a guy and it's like, he doesn't react. Like his reaction is so delayed. And then you see those yeah. like clips where like two people are shaming. You get to see the two different perspectives. One guy's holding the angle. The other guy gets pushed and like the other guy gets like, the guy's pushing gets like a second and a half of like free shots on on the guy. It's just so if they yeah. reducing that, that helps a lot with you know growing pains of playing the game. So yeah, exactly, good. exactly. I mean, the, yeah, the close range stuff is where you really see it because as we've we've debated previously about being outside and like desync doesn't matter so much outside because you kill them on your screen, they're not in cover. If they're still not in cover, then it doesn't really matter and you can't really tell. It's only if you're around rocks or trees or whatever that then it starts to have an impact it's like terrain that causes the problems which is why the close range stuff is so important because you're behind corners and then not behind a corner and doing a peek and then running around and running past a doorway and all this all this kind of stuff it's like the players occluded so so many more times so much more often and in intricate ways as well is where that's why everybody notices it there too yeah it's we will see we will see the other thing that they said they fixed is the incorrect scab behavior when engaging usec pmcs so this was the the scavs were not fighting usex apparently. I think once you aggroed them, then they would start to fight you. Something along those lines. So uh, Aaron did a video on it, and I think from what I gathered, it was tied to rogue aggro. Oh, weird. So if you went on lighthouse and aggroed a rogue, then scavs were hostile to you for like the next three raids. Like whatever the freaking it like somehow got. The wires got crossed and it, you know, touched affected the scabs as well. So it's just Ow. weird. How does it even happen? I don't know. How does it even happen? Maybe they... I, mean, I didn't notice, to be honest, because I just shoot all the scabs immediately. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like you would, you would, um, keep in the... them and be in the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because so. half the time when you see the scabs in the first place, they're just wandering. Right, and then you just shoot one in the head. Right, and then they all go, "Oh, slushy and that's right. it. So it didn't seem any different to me. I think I had one occasion maybe where I'd had a couple of raids where I didn't really see see anybody, and there was mm-hmm. a scab that came close enough that normally they'd spin around and make some kind of voice line, but it didn't. It, it didn't seem to, and I was like, "Oh, maybe <laughs> that's the bug. I don't know." But I was still just I was on the scab extermination, so it hardly made any difference to me, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, the clips were quite funny. People just like stood next to scabs, being like. Hello, and they're just wandering around as if you're a player scav. Really weird. Apparently, that's fixed. Um, the only other Tarkov-related piece of news that I saw this week was Hayes got engaged. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter about half an hour ago. I wished him. I wished him congratulations. <laughs> this is the. This is this is this is how this is how much news we have going. It's on just like right the now. bottom of the barrel, too. It's like. <laughs> EFT streamer got engaged, guys. Like, ah, Tarkov. You know, it's great. <laughs> I like Hazo, so um, yeah. Congratulations to him and his missus. Congrats, of course, to be missus. <laughs> so, 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 so. What I wanted to talk about then was the seven six two NATO guns because people talk a lot about the mutants and the RD and blah mm-hmm. blah blah, and there's. There's a you know an argument to be had about which is best between 762 BP weapons and those other ones, and it, it primarily comes down to kind of like full auto or not, 
really, I think. You know, you can't really pre-fire with a semi-weapon that effectively. You you can, but it's not the same. It's not quite the same as having an RD with a drum. But for me, the ability to have M61 is honestly nuts for yeah. M16 NATO weapons. And now that we've added so many, because like on the VP side, like how many guns actually are there? There's the AKMN platform. Right. You've got the RD and the mutant. The 103. And yeah, and the 103. But the 103, I mean, they're they're so similar. And they don't get anywhere near, like, yeah, they don't get meta because they don't have the 308 adapter. So it's really just like the AKMN and its derivatives, the mutant, the RD, and that's it, right? So it's basically those three. Whereas, like, within 762 NATO, it's kind of, I, I find it kind of interesting because there's so much choice now. There's so many guns in there. Like, you've got the Hunter and, the RFB, RFB, which are obviously the budget choices, and I've had some arguments with people about why a few people do choose the Hunter still, which is kind of interesting. But I, I still think that you know ninety nine percent of players choose the RFB because it's basically just better for for what you want and cheaper. Well, the the more the, the expense, yeah, it's cheaper in terms of like bang for buck. You get basically. right, yeah, you get more like you, you spend a right. tiny bit more and you get way more, yeah. But then in terms of the the meta guns. And it's and this is the reason why I was interested because I've been going through pretty much all of them and, and I started kind of last wipe like at the end of last wipe I was going through like the 7.6.10 MDR the Scar H like using all the different combinations of that and then this wipe I've been looking at the RSAS been looking at the G28 been looking a bit more at the SR because I didn't really use the SR last wipe I used it the wipe previous to that just because I'd, I'd used it a bunch already um, and it's kind of fascinating just the differences between oh and the M1A obviously and the M1A. Mm-hmm. And I think that section of weaponry is, I mean, there aren't, there aren't many changes in the game right now, right? But that section of weaponry is probably the one that's changing the most. And it's sort of the most interesting to me. Yeah, because of the bands. And that changes the the mathematics a bit and it changed, it sort of reshuffles things around. And I don't know whether, did we talk about this before? A little bit. I think we talked a little bit before about the RSAS in particular, basically the fact that everything else was down here. You have like the RFB is really like the baseline. And then before you had, you know, the SR and the M1A and then the RSS like all the way up here. But now because all the good guns have all shifted higher up in the tier, you know, now costs you, what is it for an SR now? It's like 110K, something like that. And that's if you're efficiently sourcing your dollars, I think it's like 105, 110K, something like that, which is a, it makes a big difference versus the 60K. You right. should just be able to grab it off the flea market. Which is and insane. So, yeah, it was it was nuts. It was nuts. And so now the RSAS is kind of a bit more compelling. Um you know, I've been looking I've been looking at the G twenty eight and that's that's kind of cool. Like the MDR doesn't look that expensive now relative either. You know, the, the M1A's yeah. got some like crazy barters. But actually the first off, like which is your favorite? Like if you were gonna pick a, a gun to use just generally, let's like, say you're just like going to interchange or something. Yeah. Um like what which one do you normally use? Like what what would you go for um i mean historically it would have been the sr25 or the mdr but now like i don't really know like probably the mdr or the i haven't used a lot of the rs the rss but i think the mdr is just kind of better even though it has more recoil the versatility of it it's just really good because it has like 
extremely high reset the center time mm. in comparison to all the other DMRs. Um, and then it has full auto and it has really high Argo. So it's like, you know, it's not like it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just you put a 6X on it and it's just, or 1 to 6, and you know, you just, in the M61, you're kind of just like good at every every range. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of nutty. So, like, I would probably like a, with a lean to like MDR. But. Yeah, I don't think that's an unfair assessment, to be honest. Like, the MDR is, it is pretty good. Um, I remember when, when I made a video about the Scar H versus the MDR mm-hmm. and went through everything. Cause I was like, I was like, there's going to be a way to make this car H work. Like there's got to be a way to make this, this thing work because the MDR is, is great. But as you say, it doesn't have amazing recall. It's, it's, it's all right. Like it's, it's okay. You can deal with it and it's completely fine in semi. Like, don't get me wrong. It's totally fine in semi. Like all of them are, you know, any, anything, I can't remember what it's, it sort of gets to. If you just put on a decent ish suppressor and one of the four grips, I think it gets to somewhere around 85 or like 87 or something. It's like high eighties. I, I think, which is on the high end of the range for those kind of like top tier guns. There's also the SA58, by the way. I forgot about that one, but nobody uses that because, you know, yeah. I honestly think you're better off just using M1A for drum mag. Like if if your reason for like using the SA50 is like, oh, I can you know fall out of a drum mag. I just feel like M1A. As much as I love the SA58, sorry, I just have to go on a rant about it because, God, they buried that gun in the ground. Like it's like. Trash ergo, trash recoil. Like, there's just, there's, uh, you just can't do it. Like, you try to build like a high ergo gun, you might as well just buy an MDR or SR25 or whatever. It's just like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like the only use for that thing now, it seems, is you put the drum on it, you put a laser on it, you never ADS and you use it on factory <laughs> or in CQB and yeah. you just use it for like the in, intense DPS. Cause it is, right. you know, it, it kills people pretty quick. It's like 700 mm-hmm. RPM. Something like that, yeah. Um, and in that ca- caliber, it's actually kind of nutty. But yeah, it, it's it's complicated further out. I've I've tried. It's hard. It's it's really really hard. And and that's the thing. You can't spend the money to fix it. There's like there's no viable way of fixing this gun with cash. Like you can spend as much money as you want on it, right? But like the the critical the critical yeah. kind of like curves of like recoil versus ergo right. just don't let you get to a place that. Mm, matches the other weapons i think that's the that's and it's the issue not cheap either no like, it's really expensive it's, yeah and like <laughs> what makes it even worse is they lock the cash purchase from peacekeeper behind a quest and it, i think it's the one where you got to kill scavs on lighthouse on the chalet like 25 of them or something ridiculous and i'm just like dude i'm never doing that it's like i'm just not doing that yeah exactly exactly it's, it's kind of it's kind of nuts yeah, it's funny. I think one thing that kind of inspired me to look at the whole class again was the weight stuff that I was looking at with the bolt actions and about arm stamina and that kind of thing and about also about how it ends up like swinging because lots of people really, really love the M1A. And I was building one the other day, like a, a meta one, just to kind of have a look at it and test it out. But dude, if you if you like kit that thing out, even with a 20 round magazine in the damn thing, it's like seven kilograms. Like, can you yeah, believe it? It's so, insane. Yeah. It's like the heaviest gun. That's like the SAS build with the long barrel. Even with like the Thunder Beast mm-hmm. and just a voodoo and a 20 round mag in it, the guy's like seven kilos. And so when you try to aim in, it's like, and then comes back into the center again when you first ADS. So it's like a gun that you can get the recoil to something insane. 
yeah. so it hardly moves when you fire it. But like, it's kind of offset by the fact the return time's not great on that one. So it's, it's right. sort of a balance. It's like a weird balance, right? Because it's like it feels floaty, but the reticle doesn't really go very far. So <clears throat> you kind of want to spam fire it, but then at the same time, you don't really want to use it in a kind of offensive way that much because the ADS kind of feels a bit crappy. I don't know. There's like there's a ton of people out there who really really love the M1A. I've never really got it. I've always been on Team SR, like always, it's, even back before. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, it's kind. Of, the only like case I see where it like shines is if you go like pure ergo recoil, like you use the blast mitigation and like probably the like you you put all the meta parts on there, right? But you go like a balance build and then a drum mag and then like an EOTech, and it's just yeah. like. You know, spam spam mouse one, they die. <laughs> but I like yeah. like you said, the return center isn't great, so like and the weight's bad, the ergos. If you put like a suppressor, like the ergo kind of starts hurting with like the scope and everything, and it's not like yeah, I I prefer it like that, but um Yeah, I mean using the, the BMD version with a thirty rander does feel really good. Yeah. I will say. You know, you just go for like the short barrel and stuff and just BMD it up. Yeah, I mean, you don't, to be honest, you don't even need to do that, but um, you can get a long barrel BMD and it's fine. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you have to go? Actually, can you even put the um, BMD on the short can. one? I no. feel like you can't. No. Yeah, I feel like you can't. So, yeah, so you got a lot, and, and you don't really need that difference in Ergo if you're not suppressed anymore because it makes such a huge difference now um, after they changed some of the uh, some of the different ergonomics. Dude, I was, I was looking, this is like slightly off topic, but I was looking at the uh, the AXMC, the, the 338 Lapua Bolti, the suppressor for that thing has got minus 30 ergonomics. Like, basically, no matter where you end up, yeah. it just puts you to naught. I was, like, look, I was while looking and I was like, I can't get even one ergo on this thing? <laughs> like, plus one? <laughs> but nope. It's funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. It is pretty funny. So, yeah, I don't know. I've always been on Team SR because I felt like, with the M1A, it's kind of all or nothing. I feel like you're, you're like SAS. SAS M1A or bus because yeah. partly because of the barter. The barter's there, so it makes it really economic. If you slowly just, you know, cream Wilston's off the market at like 5K or something, <laughs> you're just looking out for it. You just slowly do and then you build this thing for 90K or whatever. Like it's very cost effective. Um, and so, well, the, you don't, you wouldn't really build it another way, would you? Yeah, because the other cheaper builds, like what you're getting, you're not. Basically paying more for less is, like, one way of looking at it. Like, you could spend just a little bit extra and get, like, way more stats. So I just not do that every time. Unless, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you, if the, depending on the wipe, because that Atlas one, I think you showed it in one of your videos, the Atlas muscle mm-hmm. break, it is actually pretty good yeah, when the market's, like, in the right spot. Early wipe, it's going to be expensive, but like later in mid wipe, late wipe, um, it gets really cheap. So yeah, you you can do like a little something, but I, yeah, I don't know. This is my A. yeah. I've tried, I've tried it. I mean, I've I've used just like a style M one A. God, I'm, I'm, I think you came into my stream when I was doing it. I think I was running like the Archangel stock with the Atlas. Yeah, on the, oh, that's on that's the, the build I've run. ran before. I like that build, yeah. <clears throat> which is kind of fun. You can make it for a blue laser, like is it. Uh, I didn't have one on, but you you can do. But I think yeah, it's right. I think you can make it for like 115k or something. Like it's not it's not that bad. Like it's a big yeah. jump versus the RFB, which is why like what's the point? It's like double the price for basically the same functionality, right. which is why no one bothers. 
because you don't get the recoil advantages of the M1A because you're still at, you know, 100 and something recoil. I think it's yeah. a bit better, but it's like 120. So all the scopes are blacking out anyway, or you have just like so much jump when it actually, when it actually happens. Like, because interestingly, the RFP actually has quite good centering time. So it, it kind of, it kind of makes up for the fact that it jumps so high. Like you can't make it not jump loads, but the M1A you can, but that's the thing. If you keep the recoil really high, then it's like floating off in the atmosphere while it's like trying to come back down to the center yeah. where you fired, which is kind of sucks. And that was partly why I always quite liked the SR because it always felt to me a bit more like an M4, like modding an M4. It's, a lot of the parts are kind of similar and like the stocks are kind of the same and you can slowly scale up. You can either just like buy the thing yeah. and put the AFG grip on and a suppressor and, you, and a better stock and you're kind of good to go. And then yeah. once you get Mechanic 4, then you can put the advanced tube in there and then the MOE carbine and again, probably still the AFG and you can slowly upgrade suppressors, but you, you can kind of run ones that are like 95 recoil and then 80 recoil and then 60 recoil when you start getting your traders up. There's like lots of different builds. So as I feel as a, that was the issue for me was the M1A is like seven kilo monster or you just don't use it, which <laughs> kind of put me off. I quite, I quite like the scaling. <coughs> Excuse me. I quite like the scaling of the SR where you can mod it to how you're comfortable and like where you are in the wipe and, and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Although a lot of that has gone away now because of the, the prohibitive entry cost. So it's like min modding it is not as worth it anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you might as well just go for the RSS or the uh, MDR, right? I mm. can't, or even the M1A if that's your cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so the the RSS is one I've been playing with a lot recently. I've never really dug into it before because it right. never made sense at all. Yeah, like, it was so out of this world, crazy expensive compared to everything else. I never really thought there was any point. Yeah, and I, I'd hardly used it before, and I actually really like it now. I do. I, d- I don't know why, because it's not really my style. Like it's quite, it's quite heavy. It's not as heavy as the M1A. Like the build that I was looking at, that was seven kilos for the M1A, is like six kilos for the RSAS. It's you know, it's all right, but you can you can use the medium barrel version on it, and it's actually pretty good that like, yeah. goes not bad um you kind of want to put all the stuff on <laughs> yeah if you know what i mean like yeah. you kind of want to really eke it out because right when you've got a suppressor on it the ergo does drop quite a bit yeah and your ads speed does suffer so you kind of want to go all the way because you want to keep the rss handguard on you don't want to be like changing that out because it's like best in slot anyway but and the gas tube but you kind of want to like put the best in slot suppressor on mm-hmm. the PRS QDC thing. You also want to put on like you don't want to just put on some cheap foregrip. You kind of want to actually go for either the SE5 or the Cobra and like really get that last piece of ergo, and then also stick on like the two Chris sights for like plus one. Like it's it's the only gun that I've ever thought that that made sense on. Like most of the time, it's like people are just like, "What about the two Chris sights for plus one ergo?" And I'm just like, "Ugh!" Like who cares? Whereas I do actually think it matters on the RSAS because you go from, like, if you do all the little tweaks, I think you go from, like, 43 ergo up to, like, 49 or, like, 50 ergonomics. It's, like, adding all those little bits makes, like, seven points of difference. And I, and I personally feel like, I haven't actually done any testing on this, but I feel just in my, in my soul that going that 40 to 50 ergo is kind of like, um, it feels critical to me on a lot of weapons. It goes from kind of 
feels sort of bad to actually feeling kind of all right. <laughs> you know, it's like if you take an M4 from like 70 to 80 ergo, like no one cares. And if you take a, a weapon like the SA-58, you take that from zero to 10 ergo. Also, again, it doesn't matter because it's just, it's just trash in both configurations. Whereas I feel like because, that's, because it's in the middle, it's like 40 to 50, I feel like it, I feel like it, makes, I feel like it makes sense. I feel like it makes sense. Is he telling chat saying like the two hindsight weight outweighs the gun ergo gain? But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it does because the weight of the, the Chris sights is so low. They're the two lowest sights that you can get. And I think with everything else, like whether it's worth it for the money, I think is a, a different question, right? They're like 3K yeah. each. It's like, is, is that actually worth it? But I just think in the combination with everything else, you want all of the parts together to make the RSAS work. Yeah. But it feels, I mean, it's it's so solid. It's like, it's actually got a good centering time on it, as well as getting to low recoil, and that right. combination is really nice. Like it's not, it's it's not too far one way or the other. Like I find that with the MDR, like it's nice, but the recoil is kind of high and makes up for it with its convergence. Whereas the M1A is like super low return center, but you can make the recoil super low. Whereas the RSS is kind of a bit of both. So. If the gun doesn't move, it also comes back to the center quickly. Like it just yeah. feel, it feels good to re- to use. And I've been using it a lot recently. And I've had some I've had more insane shots with this gun than I've ever had with any other gun, where it's just like it's something just clicked and just feels right. I don't know, I don't know what it is. There's just like a ton of times just like trying to seeing somebody and just turning around, and just headshotting them straight away with this thing. Like it doesn't that doesn't normally happen to me. <laughs> so it's, it's been it's been pretty good, but it is quite it is quite pricey. It is quite pricey. Um, even even still, like it's it's a, a good step up again versus everything else. But at this point, the wipe doesn't really matter so much. So it's definitely an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, like I said, I haven't really used that much. I mean, hmm. one thing the, I mean, basically what you're what you were saying, I'll just reiterate, is that it's kind of like I feel like it has similar stats as the SR25, except that it has a little bit. Let's start going a little bit more recoil control. I know. And because of that, you have to beef up the ergo a bit. Well, you don't have to, but like you kind of want to. Like you put like a 22 inch barrel of the suppressor. Like, dude, it's like, like you can do. You remember back when, like, I can't remember which patch it was, but there was some patch where they made some changes and like the RSS recoil, you could get to like 34 or something, but it had like zero ergo. And like no food after midnight <laughs> had a bill where you just slapped the cannon on there <laughs> and it's like zero ergo, but the thing just like didn't move. It was funny. But anyway, like the canted bug thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't I still don't know if that's a bug or feature. I mean CZ is talking about chat. I I it's the problem with that is like it's so hard to test because you're uh it's like where do you cut off the the timing? You know, because technically you can shoot at any point and then like you have yeah. to determine like i don't know that that part's weird because like some of the guns like the heavier the gun i'm pretty sure anyways the heavier the gun the longer the animation is where like you the gun swings up to the left and then it resets so i don't know it's it's a weird one yeah it makes it tough i know tayoff did a video about that i don't know if you that's how you pronounce his channel but that's how i always Mm -hmm. pronounce it but he did one about that and came to the conclusion that it, it didn't, that it wasn't the case and that it just looks like it because of the, 
it's to do with the, the distance that it has to travel so it looks faster and so we perceive it as being quicker even though it's the same time overall but it's got further to travel or something like that but as you say it's notoriously hard to, to actually test and these things kind of depend on the gun as well so it's, there's also it's like maybe this is what he was saying but fov and like how you have like the guns fov versus the world fov and it i think that's how it works and there's i don't know i've been that freaking uh spectator six did some videos on it and it's just like dude this stuff is just like, like fov part c dash nine you know here's here's the <laughs> following information that i have to come up with it's like because it's really weird stuff because you can see like at different fovs the gun like the sights in the same exact position well well like uh the sight picture is the same but like the gun has like morphed a bit you know like parts mm-hmm. of it are like bigger or smaller or whatever the case may be depending on the fov and it's just like you know your the position has to be the same every time no matter the fov but then that, that affects like all the elements around it like it's just it's just a weird crazy hodgepodge thing going on but it makes yeah. sense why they would do it based off how they design the game otherwise you would just get into these weird cases where like you have high the gun would be like stretched out you know if you had like high fov and then you go to ads and like your sights all the way forward and it's like this little tiny reticle or i guess it'd be a in real life it should be a big reticle but i guess anyways yeah you know what it's that's um a particular field that kind of i just don't really i don't understand properly fov and it's like implications on the game i don't really understand that properly if i'm going to be honest like i know what fov is right i know yeah. kind of i know broadly what it does but mm-hmm. from a you know i'm not i'm not i'm not a coder and i've seen some of the weird bugs with fov things like you know the laser that like comes out at like a weird angle out of the gun and stuff like this if you like don't do it right there's like some bugs like ages of ago that i found on reddit and stuff and it's like the how the calculations actually function from a programming perspective like a mathematical perspective which is something that like you know i can imagine myself reading about at some point but like (laughs) i have never put any time into it and i it's one of those topics that i just don't i don't fully get like the ramifications like if somebody said oh if you change the fov and this is the situation here's the scope setup and here's like what will happen like i I wouldn't be able to answer you off the top of the i'm not don't have that intuitive uh understanding of the system so it's kind of interesting to me um especially when we have changes in perceived recoil because of fov it's actually something that i want to look at because yeah i keep i get asked like quite often about oh hey did you see if you put this random normally it's the akmp night vision uh iron sight if you put that on the gun then the, it changes it completely and the recall's like completely different even though it doesn't have any recall stats on it. And like I, I tested that one time with some people in Discord. Oh, because, really? Because it's something to do, it was something to do, like, I don't know, sometimes people come up with different stuff and, then, and I'm like, oh, I've tested this before and it's because of your their FOV and I'm using whatever, I'm, I can't remember now, 64 or something and then they were using like max FOV and because it, counts the akmp as a 1x then it changes the way that the fov works or something and so it dramatically reduces the recall versus like the stock irons and we tested that one time because it made no difference to me apps like at all 
and it made a huge difference for them because they sent me the video and I changed my FOV and then I saw the difference, right? Even though the actual re- real recoil didn't change at all. Right. Like the spray pattern was like the... under the gun, even. Like it was, it was insane. Yeah. But then when I'm, sometimes when people like, like ask me stuff about this as well and they're like, oh no, I found this thing and I'm like, yeah, well, I think it might just be this. And they're like, no, no, it's not, it's not FOV, it's something else. And I'm like, dude, I don't freaking know that I'm no idea. Like there's, there's quite, a, there seem to be a few of these little like issues about, um, I don't know at this point, like which ones are still there, which ones aren't there, whether right. you know, FOV, like does zeroing, does that make any difference now? Like some of these things have been fixed, some haven't been fixed, maybe some were fixed, but they've come back and then no one's reported it because it's quite technical. And the people who originally found the bugs just can't be bothered to report the stuff anymore. I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure anymore, but I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bug. I think it's more so just the way they've done everything. Like normally, if you remember like, you know, boomer shooters, when you change like, the FOV, you know, you could go like these really high FOVs and you get like this fisheye effect, but like your gun and everything would be like stretched out, you know, your arms would be like way out here, you know, in some some cases you could go your FOV so high that you could see like clipping into the arm, like the arms are just floating out. Uh, but Tarkov doesn't do that because it, it keeps the like player gun and arms like one to one, at least it tries to. And then when you ADS, you're like the camera like physically moves to a location, but like And the FOV changes too, right? Uh it because your field of view gets tighter it when does. you it, it does. Like there's a zoom and a zoom and at a, the same time. And a FOV change based <laughs> off your normal FOV, if I'm not mistaken. But it it just does some really weird things and like yeah, higher FOV you're sights like the front of the gun like is more aggressive i guess is like one way of putting it so like it looks like you have more recoil um and then on lower fov it's like way it's like a lot more smoother you know it's like you can it's it's weird but yeah anyways if you want to like look into it if you're curious you know i mean i would love to be able to switch between like 60 or what was the lowest 50 and like 70 um Like, just have, like, a hotkey. That'd be, like, if you ADS, you just, like, automatically switch to 50, because that would just, that'd be so much better, but... Um, yeah, Spectator 6, go check out his YouTube. He did a series of videos on FOV. It's pretty interesting stuff. That's cool. Maybe I'll actually look at that first. Yeah, um, you should. And then have to think about it, because I haven't, I haven't seen those videos, so, uh... I'm gonna write that down for myself. Otherwise, I'm gonna forget. Yeah, I'm but curious I about think the... Kind of int- hmm. Here's about the Iron Sight thing. Wanna, yeah, that I was really test that. That was really weird. Yeah, it was like the AKMP rear sight. If you used it on yeah, the rear yeah. sight and you had max FOV, then it the perceived recoil went from well, it was awful without it, and then it was like normal with it. But if you use mm. any holographic, it's like the same. It also is it. Like, it was very strange. It was very strange. I have actually been tempted to play on like min FOV in general. Like, yeah, I'm not sure it's... now. Like, are there any? So, are there any other downsides that you're aware of, other than like the obvious ones that come with minimum FOV, which is that you can't see as much? Like, are there any other like bug downsides? Like, I can't quite remember. Um, no. I mean, like, not really. The that's kind of the main. Like for me, it's whatever. Like they do it weird. It's I think it's vertical. Or maybe it's horizontal. It's the I think it's vertical FOV and it's like different to everybody else. Yeah. Everyone else in the whole industry seems yeah. to talk about horizontal FOV and these guys talk right. about vertical, which is why the numbers are so low, right? Because which would like, be what is that ratio? 
I don't know if it just works with the screen monitor, but um, horizontal FOV, you can probably find it. I would field assume it's horizontal a... vertical field of view. Well, I guess it depends on your. So if you're 16 by 9, right, and your horizontal FOV is 90, which is, I guess, the default in most games, then your vertical FOV is 59. So this would be like somewhere in the ballpark of like 80 something. Or going to minimum FOV. Yeah, because it's so 50 like vertical. 50. So that's 79. Jesus. Dude, because I remember playing when I first played a game and I just felt like I was like claustrophobic. Everything was like so zoomed in. Everything was big. Like, it was so like unnatural. Um, Yeah, I. that's why I would only want 50 when I'm ADSing so I don't get that weird feeling when I'm moving because I just feel like so like like a alien dude like I'm, I'm not a human you know i feel so detached from like the simulation of the video it's weird i can't describe it, it, it it's also like one of those weird ugh. fever dreams where like you're trying to run but you, you don't go anywhere <laughs> yeah, you know because like, like when really you're slow like, it's so weird that really super weird effect isn't it when you're yeah. low fov where you just like don't go anywhere like i think i usually play like normal games at 110 if i'm given the option usually mm -hmm. and that would relate to 78 and in Tarkov, I play at 96, I guess, is the equivalent, which sort of is, makes sense. But yeah, I, was, yeah. I mean, I've been very tempted because in other games like COD and stuff, it matters a lot more having that peripheral vision, being able to swing around more easily left, right, like see people like that. Whereas in EFT, I feel like a lot of the time you're kind of like going through, it depends on how you play, but, you know, going through the undergrowth, like hearing some shots, like looking in the distance for people and stuff. I feel like in those situations, which is probably like more of my situations than, than not, I would actually benefit from having the lower FOV instead, just for having bigger targets on screen, being able to see people more clearly, especially because my monster's not that large. So I feel like maybe that would be good. And yeah. you probably get used to the feeling of it, right? After you play it for, for a bit. Maybe. I don't know how it would feel you, in CQB though. Maybe. You, you give it a go and let me know. I just, oh, I could not. Like I, I probably... Like I can do ninety, but dude, anything below that just it Yeah. I mean the the other yeah. benefit would be that you get better performance. Because you have less on your screen to render, so it's mm. I don't know, maybe give it a shot. Well. Yeah. Just I feel the, like you probably don't get from from my like limited understanding of how that works, my my guess would be that you only save a few frames because of the reason the flip side being that when you go from like a lot of people said you go from 1080 to 1440p, you only drop like three or four frames or something if you're CPU bound because the GPU just steps up and just takes yes. on the extra load. So maybe it doesn't help that much. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, Tarkov um, is a <clears throat> CPU yeah. bound game, but it is. It is. I mean, maybe that's like, it's always a video. I played in min FOV for a week and this is what happened. Dude, that's a great one. It's a good video. You need the and thumbnail. The thumbnail is like, a PMC and there's like you do just like some camera warping bowl yeah, yeah. it's just like it's just like 50 FOV it's just like warped his face around ah. that's funny maybe we'll, we'll see we'll see have, have a think about it but um uh yeah so that I don't know where, how we ended up getting onto that um I don't, I don't know how we ended up getting onto that we like deviated wildly <laughs> talking about that but um yeah, so we talked about we talked about the SR, we talked about the RSAS, we talked a bit about the MDR. Like the MDR is good, and 
I meant to say this before, but I got sidetracked. Like the video I made about the MDR versus the SCAR, like somebody did rightly point out that the MDR is so short. Why a lot of people love using it for multi use, I guess, because it's not like the RSAS, which is, you know, yeah. it's like trying to hold a small canoe. The same with the, <laughs> same with the M1A. Yeah. You know, you're trying to go around like doors and stuff. And you're just like, oh, freaking, oh, my God, no, this is awful. Yeah. Whereas the MDR, it's like, it's so, so compact and so teeny. And you can just stick the voodoo on top of it. And you've got the 1X and you're just like, psh, 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 psh. You're not getting blocked by stuff, which is like actually a huge advantage. Um, like you can you can use the scar on the, the shortest version, I guess, but I think it's still is it still one slot longer than the MDR? I can't quite remember. Probably, I'm not sure. I think it probably is. I mean, when I did all the, the testing that I did, the mid the mid barrel M, uh, scar, you could get better recoil and basically the same ADS speed as the MDR, which was kind of cool. It was. Sort of, it was as close as I could get between the two. Like, there's still some stat differences between them, and there's the size issue. But it was, you know, it was like it was compelling. And there was a there's a barter for the scar, so you there is actually a, um, a use case for it. I mean, the, the scar is funny because I've had like, lots of conversations with people about the scar, and I really like the scar, and I like the scar L as well. Yeah, but there's a there's a whole contingent. It's like very fifty fifty. People are split. They're either like, I love the scar, it feels great. Like whether they like the Scar H or not kind of depends on some other things, but with the Scar L specifically, they're just like, oh, I really like it. And other people are just like, I can't play with it. Like the entire right hand of my screen is just yeah. completely locked. It is annoying, but I don't mind that as much, me personally. But yeah, like and I don't mind it that much either. And one thing that I find weird about the way that the Scar looks on your screen is that when you then go to ADS. I feel that, I mean, again, I need to actually have a look at this and test it properly, but I feel like the, the sights are actually closer to your face. And I quite like having yes. large sights. I don't like having tiny little dots because the reticle issues that we have in EFT, right? If you put something on the handguard or you have it, even on a canted, I'm really not a fan of canteds because you have the reticle like floating around inside. And if you do too much strafing, like the thing just bloody disappears outside of the frame of the of the uh of the optic and i'm just like that is not what i put you down there for you know like i want to <laughs> i wanted something to be able to click on people's heads with not just to have it disappear on the screen when i'm moving whereas if you ads with a delta point for example on one of the scars it's like massive you've got this huge triangle and i quite like huge frames and some people don't it's just like a real personal preference thing which is kind of interesting but if you do like that then the scar it does that it's, it seems yeah. to anyway i mean I, I would like to compare it and just even take some screenshots or something and just you know see what the difference is like put a red put a delta point on top of the mdr put it on top of the scar and just like have a look at the difference between the two i'd be interested to see actually because that's how it feels but yeah no you're you're right you're exactly right and i i i'm not sure if that's a because it the site sits further back than it does on like similar platforms like an m4 or if it's because of the way the gun's modeled and where your head gets positioned that that's the case why it bigger but it's it's absolutely bigger you're absolutely right as a yeah, scar l enjoyer <laughs> that's one of my favorite features of it is that you get big big sites which i mean like you could argue is a bad thing because like your frame's bigger but mm. i i like the the site being bigger and more yeah nothing like a eotech that's just like a a circle within a circle with like lines around it. Like you just, it's like a bl- like a blob you're aiming like, okay, yeah, let me just smear this on the target. Okay. Yeah. I guess like the argument for me is that if you take it to its logical conclusion, then if you were zoomed in all the way and the reticle, it was like super close to your eye, then the frame would be gone completely. It'd be like off to the side. 
like the further away from the center the frame is for me the better that's kind of the way that i think about it yeah that's you know true. the closer the, the closer it is the middle even if it's thin i just find it annoying because if it's like yeah. it's in the bit where i'm trying right. to see the people you know it's right. like ah oh. um whereas yeah it's like nice and wide and it's kind of towards more the edges of the center of the screen then i'm like okay i can kind of ignore it now and it's uh it's a bit actually a bit it's a bit more like how it is IRL, right? When you're looking through you look through like both eyes and you don't even see this the the frame because you're like looking here and you're looking there at the same time. Right. And all you see is the dot because like your eye just like look, looks past it because you're focusing on the dot, which is actually like a projection at some point in 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 the front. And so it's actually blurred in the uh mm-hmm. on the frame itself, all the, all all that kind of stuff. But um yeah, it's like one interesting thing about the scar that I think has come up a couple of times in my chat and it's yeah, it's it's an interesting feature which is kind of cool. Um, the one other gun that I wanted to ask, well, that I wanted to touch on, actually, were you going to say something first before I move on? Uh, yeah, two things. One, they so my general rule of thumb is 1Xs, get them as close as you can to you, but scopes, get them as far as, as, far as possible. And I don't know why this is the case, but the best example is like a TAC-30. You take mm. a TAC-30, you put like a Night Force mount, put the TAC-30 in there, shoot it you'll get like eye relief right yeah. you get the genesis one that like sits them up a little or anyone that like pushes it up further even slap on a a tactula rail on top as well and then the mount and then the scope you won't get either you won't get as much eye relief or you won't get any and it's i don't know why it's just like the further the scope's up the better quote-unquote it is it's weird mm. give it a go i'm not I've not really tried. Like, yeah. is, which which one are you referring to? Is that like the the one that's got the strange pronunciation? That's got the uh, the, the you buy it and it's and it's like red, and then you have to get the second bit. Yeah, yeah. To complete it, I think that it's one. All the Genesis, yeah. Which is great because the you get a a zero ergo mount because the the piece that caps it off gives you like point zero half. I think. Yeah, yeah. like the thing is like half, so it like bounces mm. out to zero. I love it. Like I'm such a mid max of you. I'm like yes. <laughs> And it sits the scope up further, so I get the better eye relief. <laughs> it's a win-win. Is there another one that is there another one that you're mentioning that works like that too? I haven't actually. I ever think tested like it, really. the JP ones do. They like kind of like sit the site. Oh yeah, okay. further a bit. You know, um, it's interesting. I'll have to have a look because yeah, like, I think it's only yeah, for it's the big issue for uh, the big issue for the tech. Yeah. Yeah, the text. I, I can't. I don't like that scope in general, but that's the best one to test it with, because uh, you can get the uh, <laughs> the best results. Um, yeah, I, I, I quite say, like it. I don't mind that one, but yeah, yeah. Correct. Hmm. It's not good. <laughs> the other one I was gonna say was uh, the Scar H. I don't really like because it's twenty rounds and the recoil. While it is low, it has too much vertical for me. The uh, yeah. Okay. It's it's similar to SC58 in that regard. Like they both kind of have like they go to the side too much, so I don't really like it for that reason. Yeah, I mean the vertical. Like I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, if you don't like the vertical in the sky, I'm surprised that you like the vertical on on the um, on the MDR because they're basically the same. But like horizontally, I agree with you. Yeah, and it, it just comes down to the basic principle of like. I can pull down, but I can't pull left or right on a die. Like I had just, I remember using it and I, sh- I was on like two story dorms on like the opposite side of where you come up the middle stairs. 
and the guy comes up and I just try to spray him down, but the sh- I just like didn't kill him in 20 rounds. You know, maybe if I had like a 50, I could, but it's just too hard to account for the left and right. So, I mean, it has a good return to center, but it's, I don't know. I just never really like liked it that much. Plus, it's expensive compared to. I mean, that was back before SR25 was banned, but I don't know. Maybe it has a place. I just haven't really looked at it too much. It's just, it just kind of feels bad having. Like, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure what the upside is for it, is what I'm. Mm. Yeah. Like, I the, guess, the thing... like, maybe if you, like, do you go for, like, one taps more often with that gun, maybe it's decent. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I feel like the full auto is there kind of just in case. Like, it should, they should all really be used in semi as, like, your mm-hmm. standard and then switch to full auto when you're kind of, like, in, oh, my God, someone's in my face with a KS-23 kind of mode, you know? <laughs> um, because, yeah, they've, except for the SA-58, they've all got limited mags. MDR, SCAR, whatever, right? Except for the M1A and those ones, but their semi-autos doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, like the the one that was most compelling, it's almost like it did kind of suck. Actually, I was like, "Damn!" Like, I did all this work, and <laughs> the one conclusion I came to got scuppered by like a stupid Tarkov bug that makes nobody want to oh, do it. Okay. Which I was like, "God damn it!" Which is that there's one barter that can be really good. So the secure magnetic tapes people sell for like usually sixty k, but you can get them cheaper than that. And they're one good thing to get dollars with. They're like one of the info items that work for dollars quite nicely. At the um the magnetic tape cassette type items. But two of them and a flat screwdriver, and you can get a, a medium-barreled Scar-H, like, straight off with Mechanic, which is kind of cool. Problem is, it's the freaking tan version, dude. It's the FDE version, and no right. one wants to use that gun because everyone's just like, oh, the glow bug. Yeah. And, like, in certain lighting, you have, like, the weird glow bug. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like... I don't... I've never really seen people talking about it with the RSS. I guess, like, any FDE material can do it i I think and the mdr is great because it's like you know the black version so it's awesome um and the sr you can like choose which ones you put on unless you're using the rss hangars etc but but yeah if you once you've bought the base because of the way that it's done like you can't it'd be be cool if you could just like paint them or something like at least just make the guns black or whatever if you (laughs) if you didn't want them fde it's it's sort of a shame that they're segregated by like paint job almost you know because they are in the game it's like the base weapon is like the fde scar versus the regular scar it's kind of annoying maybe one day they'll do that um this just in hot off the press we got a tarkov update battlestate games celebrates its its birthday 25 percent discounts gave from tarkov and official merchandise they say your support patience and constructive criticism gives us tremendous motivation to continue to work Create a June game and become better. Thank you. And yeah, you get 25% off on all editions from the 14th at 2100 GMT, GMT to <laughs> October 16th at 2059 GMT. Well, October the 14th, 2101 was approximately 62 minutes ago. Okay. So I guess it's already live. <laughs> Maybe they were a bit late. Yeah. Doing that announcement. I actually already saw like one peg posted a tongue in cheek tweet about this already. 
he wrote uh i guess maybe it was on the website first and he posted it 17 hours ago celebrate battlestate games his birthday with 25 percent discounts and everything so it must have been already like on the website and like not announced on twitter well yet. they typically do this type of stuff every yeah. it seems like every i don't know two three months they do some type of sale or something like yeah, okay. Yeah, he yeah. said one, two, three, hacker cadabra. <laughs> yeah, I, Which don't I thought know. was quite funny. But I mean he was just he was just basically joking about everyone goes like, oh no, the cheaters are gonna oh, run I in see. and they're gonna buy all the discounted copies and then it's gonna right. ruin the game. Which doesn't really make sense because they buy stolen copies anyway. <laughs> yeah. They're not buying copies at like twenty five percent discount. Anyway. It's a whole a whole other question. Anyway, if you want to I guess this is the the point, if you want to upgrade to EOD before arena arrives in the advent of arena now would be a decent time can there'll you, probably be another couple of um can you reset your mic another couple oh did something weird happen yeah it's doing like the static thing we wait as giga applies the lube to the microphone i can't get it back in oh it's Switch to your uh, is that better? Yes, there we go. Excellent, good. Okay, yeah. I don't know why sometimes it's really annoying. Yeah, uh, the connection just gets loose or something. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, mean, it's impossible to get back in and like super hard to take out. So, like, I don't know how the connection gets loose, like, some, something happens to it and it just bugs out. But there we go. Um, anyway, I was saying, yeah, you're. If you want to upgrade to EOD, then like now is a good time because Arena's on the horizon and you'll get it for free. So if you already have the standard account edition, I mean, I don't know. I can't remember how much that will cost. I mean, what is the difference between EOD and standard these days? It's 25% off that, basically. Um, as we approach Arena, it makes more and more sense to get EOD simply because you're going to get Arena for free. Okay. That kind of takes some of the sting out. But How much the BSG pay to show for them? Be honest. Is this a promo <laughs> spot? Are we are we sponsored by Balsay Games? Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, kidding, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the hot press news. Um, anything else about NATO guns? I think there's someone's going to say, but I'm going to ditch it because I don't remember. Yes, there was one more which I was going to ask you. Have you ever used the G28? Uh, once and twice, and I thought it was absolute garbage, and I never used it. Well, no, you know, I used it a few times, and it just like, oh, it's another DMR, and then I saw the the stats on it, like the hidden secret forbidden stats, and I was like, oh, it's actually garbage, and I will not use this. <laughs> but I did see your video about, or maybe you just mentioned it on stream, I can't remember, but the weight's really light, which is mm, kind of yes, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm making something about it at the moment, basically. Is there Which a build is where you take off the stock and it's even lighter? Please tell me. Dude, I I just love <laughs> no, how like no. the Tarkov mechanics like all come together and like the most meta thing to do is, you know, it's like this ultra realistic game is like remove the stock from your bolt action sniper rifle and have a giant hand cannon pistol to get better. Dude, the uh, fact that that works on the SV90 is insane. Body, dude, and it's like it. and it's like legitimately yeah. a consideration. Yeah, like I you know. don't lose you don't lose that much ergo for doing it. You don't lose any accuracy whatsoever. The stability of the gun is basically identical, and when you look down, you're just like, 
hell yeah <laughs> just like in, in your right hand just like yeah your boy put the voodoo on it and like a suppressor it's super funny honestly i thought it's hilarious i thought it would change something but the recall is really... not enough to really like like what is and it like, is an extra thing. three frames you lose of your site picture or like your target yeah something what? like that yeah hmm. and but you but you gain like a load of idiot um but a load of arm stamina yeah because it's really heavy it's like over half a kilo and the ov version is only like 3.8 kilos i think to start with so it's like a big proportion of the gun in terms of what you save yeah, which is that's kind of crazy. funny it is it is nuts it is nuts it is yeah it's quite entertaining i this mean you, know, you can why... do it with like srs and stuff like the sr was probably the it was the lightest gun that i found up until looking at the g28 and i was like man this gun is like really light like if you take the g28 you make the minimum viable build like literally just a hand guard, a pistol grip, the the buffer tube that comes with it. I'm, it's like it's super, super, super light. It's like lighter than most of the SMGs or something. It's like it's insane. Wow. Um, but yeah, basically, I'm so I'm putting this. I'm putting a video together at the moment. But like the build I've been using is, I think it's it comes to four, so we talked before, right? And this is sort of where I was leading up to a little bit. Um, it's just interesting that you've got these choices, right? You know, the M1A is like seven kilos. And that's with the Thunder Beast, which is the lightest suppressor, and the 20-round mag. You've got the RSAS with basically the same build. That's 6 kilos. You've got the SR25, which is 5.2 kilos or something. The MDR is actually surprisingly heavy. It's heavier yeah. than the SCAR. And, but both the SCAR and the MDR, like even the SCAR tips over 5 kilos. It's like 5.1 or something. And then the MDR is like 5.5 kilos when you have the, the rounds in. Because it all, it all looks great until you put 20 rounds of... Right to 51 in and you're just like damn this bullet's heavy you know whereas the g28 is the only one that i've found so far i mean it's maybe there's another build or something that i haven't looked at but to be honest i mean there's only so many things you could do that are sensible that give you recall yeah. and ergo in a way that like you wouldn't want to destroy your the stats of the gun just for like a bit of weight like who cares right right, right. those things are way more important whereas the g28 yeah with with getting a sensible stats on the weapon it's like the only one, and it's like miles lighter. It's like 4.5 kilos with 20 rounds of 7.62 in. I was like, hmm, kind of neat. It's like a whole kilo lighter than even the next two or three lightest. And it's blah, 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 what two and a half kilos lighter than the M1A, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. So I was like, well, maybe I can use it for shooter one in heaven. You know, I only need to take a couple of shots and I'm using arm stamina mainly. Um, Maybe that's like where its forte is going to be. I don't know. So that was that. sort of the that was sort of an idea. I mean, it's just an, it's another another option. It's another option. But um, yeah, I mean, whether it makes enough difference, kind of up to you, right? It's like every kilo for me with my endurance and stuff is about like three or four seconds ADS time. You get extra. So if you're going from that to the M1A, it's like you lose like ten seconds or something on the ADS time, which makes a big difference. But going from that to the SR, it's like losing three seconds of ADS time. Like, mm, do I really care? Like, mm, I'm not sure. And the fact it's really hard to buy because it's like incredibly expensive from the traders yeah. and has an insane barter. But it's interesting, right? I've like never looked at the sure, gun before. Yeah. And it's it is kind of fun because it's a bit different and it's like got that yeah. unique factor to it. I'm like, yeah, you know, weight's really important, this wipe. So, you know, maybe. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting something together on it. Like, we'll see where it comes to. Because you've got to do all the shenanigans, right? It's like you've got to buy the gun for like, just under 300k but then you've got to sell all the stuff back because like most people don't want to use the 3x12 schmidt scope so you're gonna be putting a voodoo on it so it's like well how much does it cost when you sell back the schmidt scope the the t1 that comes with it you know 
all the other bits that you don't actually mm-hmm. want and that you're going to upgrade. Like if you sell all of that back, like how much do you get back? Like over 100k. So it's like, okay, well, the starting point for the gun is like not necessarily that. It's this. And I try to, I'm trying to analyze that. And that's what I'm figuring out. That's going to come at some point. But it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I think yeah, it's cool caliber just because there's so many choices. It's like you can go, you can go low recoil. There's like, there's trade-offs. And that's what I like. It's like you can go low recoil, but without good centering time. Like some of them have got different size magazines. Some go full auto. Some are shorter. Some are longer. It's like there's so much, so many options in there. And they're all good. Like, they're all decent. You put M61 in any of them, and they will rip people. You know, so it's like a lot of personal preference combined with what you want to use it for. Um, and and I'm, I've been enjoying it. I like it. I like that that sort of choice between them. And uh, an M61 is just nasty, obviously. Yeah, it's really good. It don't Very care about good. your armor. It does not. It's like 92% against a slick or something on shot one. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's, just it's then, disgusting. It's like really you. Yeah. <laughs> Like ricochets or an eight percent chance to get lucky with right. the, the class six. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Funny. Cool. So yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, it for for that. I mean now I wanted to talk about it here because it's actually quite hard to talk about all of it mm-hmm. in a YouTube video. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's I know what you mean. Like normally I compare two things against each other because it's like much more it's much easier to do whereas i just feel like this format is much more open for various discussion there's like so many elements to it and it's it's easier to actually talk about in this way um because i've been looking at all those guns recently i thought it would be worthwhile just kind of like summarizing it even just for me in my own head you know about what i found out and the different trade-offs and that kind of thing it's it's been cool it's been cool it's, it's interesting so what I'm going to use next, I don't know. I'm going to probably look at the XMC next, actually. Like the 3381. Oh, yeah. I haven't kind of really looked that. I mean, I know it's quest locked, but I mm. someone gave it to me as a viewer kit once. Uh, shout out to Myth. And it's, I didn't like the fact that it had zero ergo. <laughs> I mean, it was suppressed, so like, okay, that makes sense. But that just kind of was a turnoff for me. Like, I guess but if you like just... Yeah, but then it's like you're sniping with a bolt action, so you want to be suppressed. Like, I don't, it's just like, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that it's like a hard decision, but like, if you're just like laying prone, you know, somewhere stationary, it's not that bad, right? But yeah, otherwise, it's not really my favorite thing in the world, but that's just me. You're going to have to use like SJ6 to keep your arm stabbing her up. I guess, dude. But it's it, <laughs> not only that, but it just takes forever for it to come up, and it's like mm-hmm. I don't like. I like the snappy, yeah. snappy one. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's um. I do think it's a gun that again it works like well with Muldonian or whatever because of the you just get that small tick of like point five, which just helps in general the stamina, and it's like fifteen minutes. Hmm. That's probably how I'm going to combine it together. Did you know? I guess there's last point on this topic before we move on to to your your stuff you've been looking at. Did you know that there is a different pistol grip adapter for the AXMC? I have it uh, identified, but it is not on the fully at all. Like there's no, there was one, oh. there was one person who wanted a what did they actually want? They wanted like a green labs key or something or yellow, like something stupid. And before previously, when I looked earlier today, there were none at all because I was like having a look at it and like putting together just a few builds on it and just having to see. I was like, oh, you can't really do anything to this. Let me just put this thing together with the better adapter. And I was like, 
oh, I literally can't buy this. Okay, hmm, interesting. But I have it identified. So maybe I picked one up at some point, just like sold it to mechanics or whatever. I don't know what this is, like 338 Lapua, like mm, I'll just sell it. Didn't realize it was like incredibly rare. Uh, or at least it is at this point in the wipe. I don't know. Hmm. And that allows you to put the growl on it. So Oh, to get more ergo. I see. Yeah, so it's like a swing of okay, seven or eight. Like it doesn't make a huge difference. No, it's not. Mm. It's not. Not that big a difference. The the killer for that thing is the weight. Like no matter what I do, that thing is like six and a half kilos regardless. Yeah. Even if you take the stuck off, <laughs> it's still like over six kilos. Because I, I I checked, it does have a separate one, so you can technically do it. Um, you reminded me before when you talked about the ASV. So I'm I'm having a look at that because it's kind of interesting and i just killed sturman and got the quest unlocked so i'm like okay well let's just like have a look at it i've not played with it yet so we'll see and it's very accurate so could be could be interesting oh like the first raid oh i tried to take it into just like an offline lighthouse raid just to see if i could like snipe the rogues from like a million miles away i ran into i mean it's because i put bosses on right but i think you have to make the rogues spawn i ran into the i say ran into i encountered the rogue bosses Goons. yeah. They were somewhere around Villas, and I was on the sort of sniping rock. You know, the big rock in the middle of the map, the really tall one. It's not right next yeah, to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you it's can like hear like birds or like desert sounds. Oh, I don't know actually. Anyway, sure that. But um, yeah, it's the one that's like next to the road, the main, the big like long main road. It's kind of over, and it overlooks the Villas yeah. on that side. And uh, yeah, they were there somewhere. And I've got this like, I've got a horrible clip. I was actually <laughs> recording it. And honestly, it's insane. I just got shot from like, and it ended up getting, it was getting foggier and foggier and foggier. And it was awful. And I spotted one of them once. And I just couldn't, I couldn't see them. And there was just like traces just, just coming in. I just could not see these guys at all. And then in the end, there's like three sets of traces coming. Like it's actually kind of a nuts clip. There's like three sets of traces coming in and the GL just going... And my health bar is just going like redder, 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 redder. And then I just fall over and die and die to big pipe. I was just like, what the hell, dude? Like, this is actually insane. Um, yeah, just a, just a random one. But uh, yeah, that was that was my maiden voyage with the XMC and offline so far. I was just like, oh, let's just try and take it to snipe some rogues. It's just like the rogue bosses say no. <laughs> Can't walk around that map. Anyway. What have you been up to this week then, Church? Tell <laughs> us. In, reveal all. Reveal all. I'm excited to hear about oh, this. Oh, dude, are you? So I've been playing the cycle, but someone in our Discord, the Scapdot Discord, was like, you know, haha, look at this mobile game. It's on PC. It's Tarkov. It's lol. <laughs> and then, you know, I was like, okay, okay, that, that's cute. And then a few days later, they were like, Oh, I'm actually having fun. I was like, Nani? <laughs> I had to check it out, dude. And oh my god, dude, it's like... I don't want to say it's so bad that it's good, because I don't think that's accurate. Like, I don't think it's bad. I think it's, like, actually genuinely good, dude. Which is, like, boggling my mind, because it's a mobile game. It's a free-to-play mobile game. And it's got, you know, microtransactions up the wazoo. It's crap. But it's literally, like... Tarkov clone, dude. It's literally Tarkov clone. Like, if this came out in, like, 20, 2010s, mm-hmm. like, early 2010s, this would be, like, I'd be all over this, dude. I'd be all over this. 
and it's just like it's it's kind of crazy, dude. Because it's like that's that's like on your phone now. Back in my day, we had these graphics on my PC. You know, it's like, but so yeah, you're playing on PC. Yeah, I'm playing on PC, and um, like the inter- the integrations good. Like you have all the hotkeys. Like there's a, like as many hotkeys as you use in Tarkov, you probably use in this game as well. Like I'm like, yeah. But it's kind of crazy, man. They got some like interesting stuff. But it, it, so you have like the two factions, right? You got the the PMCs, aka Fireflies or whatever, and then you got Marauders. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the it's a Chinese uh, developer. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming publisher as well, which I didn't really expect, but. What's it? What's it called again? Lost Light. Okay. Lost Light. I like it's it's like I played it right, so I'm like, okay, let me go in. I mean, you got like a hideout. You walk around. It took me a while to get used to controls. You have to like toggle between like cursor and like you know moving the character. So it it is in third person, but when you ads, it's first person, right? Which normally okay. third person games, I'm just like a. Hard I mean, there's no. alarm bells all over this. Right? I know, dude, but I tell you, it's crazy because it's like it's it's really just something new and fresh. That's Tarkov. Mm-hmm. That's mainly it for me. But also, just like the, I'm just like so boggled that I'm like playing it and enjoying myself. You know what I mean? Like, how's the desync? I don't. I don't know. Everything Does it feel okay? Does the networking feel pretty good? Yeah, I mean it feels fine for me but so like so is it exactly the same like you you've got a bunch of maps two factions you start with nothing you go in there's, you loot stuff there's crates blah 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 <laughs> like you come back you have a stash you have a hide do you have a hideout like does is there a hideout with yes. like upgrades okay yes <laughs> is there anything that's different um yes so okay so instead of being naked you start you have a pistol that has like 900 rounds of like crap ammo um, okay. And what's crazy too is like they literally did the same armor system, right? So there's like class one through six, and like you have durability and different material types, and like the bullets, they have all the same bullets, dude. They have like APSX, subsonic, they have new ones like training rounds for the MP7, like it's like zero pin, you know, it, it's not even a flesh, it's like the starter round. It's just like they have like all these mechanics. But like in this game, and like its own little like way, and you can mod guns just like Tarkov, and they like affect the recoil and ADS speed. Your your like it, they got like your different builds you could do like ADS builds of like the late dude. They got this really cool. This is such a cool idea. So like when you cut on your laser, right, you lose your crosshair, but you get a red dot. And this isn't their person mode, mind you. But once okay. your dot goes doesn't have anything to like land on to be visible you know like how tarkov does that you just lose the dot right but as long as the dot's there and it's about like 10 meters you get like a massive like accuracy buff as if you were like adsing so you can like have the mobility of third because you slow down in ads yes i guess yeah okay but you so this get is the, point fire in this game, basically. Yes, but it's all, but it's only like at a certain distance. You can't like point fire really far away. It's, I was like, dude, that's such a genius idea. Like that was really cool. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna like, okay, let me, let me go back to the beginning. So yeah, you, you, you. That's like your naked kit, but you get like some basic stuff. 
you go in, I load into the map. It's called BAF Factory. Okay. It didn't dawn on me that it's literally factory, but it is factory. <laughs> they like copied the layout of factory, expanded. It's like the factory expansion times two. You know, they like added okay. like new routes and d- different stuff, but you know, you loot stuff, dude. You, you kill PMCs, you know, there's bosses. It's like there's scavs that, and, and uh, so this is one. It's got secure container, all that stuff, but it's, but it's got the hideout. Okay. So this is one neat feature. When you die, you can go back into that same raid, but you're completely naked. You just have your pistol. Like, this pistol is effectively like your melee weapon in Tarkov. Like, it can't be looted, but it's like, and you have like 999 rounds, but it's garbage, right? right. And so you can get like a, and then your killer, um, you two can like see each other at the start when you spawn in and i think you get like a waypoint marker i'm not too sure on the details i've only done a few times but you basically get like a second chance to like either get something out of the raid like maybe you don't go back for your gear but you like kill a scav and get something or like maybe you try to go kill that guy maybe you cut him off at the extra like it's i thought that was a really unique like it's just different you know that's like a whole nother yeah. it's also nice because it's like a little more casual friendly you know, so you don't feel like you're, because they got insurance and secret container, all that stuff. But it's just like another thing. Of course, it's monetized and you can, you know, buy more. Like, I think you get like two per every, you know, whatever X amount of time. But you can like buy it to like keep spawning back in to try to get your stuff. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. But um, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, so many, like, there's cosmetics, there's, you know, they got all kinds of stuff. That's how they, that's how they do. But is there they, a lot of pay-to-win in there? Was it mostly cosmetics? I don't know, and I don't really mm. care, to be honest. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> because, I, you know, it is, it's, I know what I'm getting myself into. Like, this is, this is, this is the type of game I used to play, like, back in the day. You know what I mean? So I'm, like, having, like, a nostalgia fa- factor. But I'm like loving the like Tarkov clone that it is because it's just like a straight up clone, dude. Like you can craft stuff, dude. You can. There's a flea market. You can sell stuff. It's just it's just crazy, dude. It's like you're selling there's stuff. No finding raid. No, like, there is finding raid. There they is ha- finding raid. They have. It's called sellable. And oh, okay. But the difference is you, um, stuff you craft is sellable. I think. Yeah. And when you die with stuff, yeah, it's just like found in raid, dude. <laughs> Why would they do that? It's a Tarkov like, clone. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they took all the maybe, decisions, good and bad, and decided just to implement them all in their own game. Well, maybe for RMT because they do have a flea market, right? So maybe yeah. for RMT, but I'm not. Like, can you not sell other PMCs gear that you no. find in, the, in the, that kind of thing? Okay, so they've no. got that in already. But this is the other interesting part. Mm-hmm. This was a recent change. I I was informed that they did where, so traders, right? You you level you level them up. There's really technically one trader, but you level them up, and you get unlocks. But so let's say the suppressor is like locked at seventeen. You level seventeen, but you still can't get it because you have to find it first in raid, and then turn it in. And then you get the unlock. So not only do you have to be a lower requirement, but you also have to find it. Which is, yeah, it's interesting. It's different. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like I don't I think that's okay. I don't mind that. That's just quite a cool mechanic. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. It's it cuz it kind of like instead of like quests locking you cuz they don't have like quests that unlock gear, you know what I mean? At least not that I'm aware of. So, I guess what happened before is people would just like grind the XP and just, you know, get all the good stuff too quickly. So this was a mm. way of like slowing it down a bit i assume but um how long has this been out for it sounds like they've gone through some iterations of it's stuff. i think it's just came to the other markets as the past couple of months like maybe six months ago four months ago something like that the initial release date fourth of august 2022 but i don't know whether that's just steam or something else mm. yeah it might be steam because i don't know i don't know when the mobile Mm. Mobile's got it on Interesting. the US and Europe. It's pre- so it's pretty new, but they've already gone through all these iterations of things. Yeah. Okay, there's this there's this really cool thing they have I have to tell you about. So in the hideout, there's this or when you start the game, it you you get like this screen that pops up and it's like forty eight days till extinction or, or something or to like whatever. And you're like, huh? And then there's this little station where you can like it says like um you know, it has like the timer that's counting down like 48 days till the event happens or whatever. And it's like a progress bar and mm-hmm. it's like these vials you put in, you can, you can find these vials and raid put in. And if enough people turn in a million and like a hundred thousand vials, then the game won't wipe in 48 days. But if, if it doesn't happen, then the game wipes, dude. Isn't that so freaking cool, dude? Isn't that so freaking cool? So it's like, dude, it's like, uh, it's like my duty now. If, if I, you know, find it, it's like, oh, I got to turn this in. You know, I don't want to lose my progression, dude. If, if I kill someone and I have like, uh, oh man, they got this good loot, but I got to get this vial, dude. I don't want to like, it's so crazy, dude. It's so crazy. I thought that was so cool. It's kind of like what we've talked about before, about like things bigger than just you and the players. So the ongoing story of like the game is is different. What's inter- what's actually kind of smart about that? Just thinking about it for like two seconds is that as people are playing and everyone wants to play in that particular wipe or whatever, like people keep hitting the milestones, and then it doesn't wipe. But as people like drop out the game or people are like fed up and can't be bothered, they're not picking up those vials anymore. Da da da. It's kind of like it's almost like a self referencing mechanism to kind of like oh everyone's kind of bored because no one's picking the, the vials up and so now so the game wipes and then it starts again like it's it's almost do you know what i mean like it's almost a mechanism that drives off like the interaction with the community and the player base as to right. whether it wipes or not based upon what people's interest is which is like kind of cool yeah so like if you're really if you're like a you know 24 hour gamer or something ridiculous and you're like i don't want to lose all my progression you're like even more incentivized to keep playing. Like I got to pick up the slack for the guys that quit day two. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> just... yeah. But if you're just like, oh, I'm bored and I want to, I want a new wipe again. I want to leave, you know, yeah. like, when wipe, when wipe, you just right. start picking up the vials. It's almost like, it's kind of democratic. It is. You, know? you can almost see if people just like say to their you know, various like communities, just guys, stop picking up vials. Like, let's get a wipe. Let's organize a wipe. Let's just like <laughs> yeah. stop picking the vials up. And you could have like different warring factions. People, some people are like, yeah, no, come on, we do all the wipe. Like, gotta pick the effort up. That's kind of interesting. And here, yeah, do you play? Sorry, yeah, no, you, you go on. Go on. No, go ahead. What's your question? It was unrelated, so. No, go ahead. I, I want to hear it. Topic. 
I was just going to say, do you back. play against? Do you, do you play against mobile players? I don't when know. you're playing on PC. Is it crossplay or not? I'm thinking it's crossplay just because I don't run into too much trouble. I mean, do you just get everybody <laughs> on this game? Yeah, not everybody. <laughs> Is this why you've been enjoying it so much? I think that does play into it, but. Um, <laughs> I'm playing Tarkov coming to this thing and I was like, oh, I wonder what this Lost Light game is. And just, yeah. just like sweating in his room, just like, <laughs> like intense, like the, the flow state, you know? Just like ruining, just like some, you know, 14 year olds who's like just, you know, squeezing the game in between class. Yeah, they've been, they've been scrolling through Steam for all the free games, just like, hmm, maybe I'll pick this one up, you know? This looks kind of fun. And no, so he's on his know, phone, like, is what I'm thinking. And he's on his phone. Yeah, and that's what like, I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, Church, like, grizzled veteran of like, you know, seven wipes of Tarkov or whatever, like <laughs> playing this. Oh my god, it's funny, dude. Oh my god, but they have this other thing in there too, where it's like you can turn in these, uh, these, these like are injectors or something. There's like three injectors, they're, they're the same, but you need three of them to like give yourself an immunity. And if you get, yeah. if you do that, then your skills, your soft skills, don't wipe. Something if you're like, care. I don't remember all the details, but like you're. Maybe it's like your level oh. and like your soft skills don't wipe. So you, there's like another element. So not only does your like your stash and hideout get wiped on like one, like that's like a big community goal. But then there's like this individual goal where if you get if you find like three of these things or buy them, they're like twenty million rubles. Are really expensive. Then you can get uh, you can at least save your skills and your level. Maybe I don't I don't really know. It sounds kind of busted, but okay, that's interested. Yeah, it's it i thought that was really cool like there, there's these little things that they do that was like wow that's actually like another one that was like wow this is mind-blowing was you when you go to gear up you can like select your amp like it's weird i won't go into too detail but you can select your ammo right and you have like mags and stuff but then you can select the mag and say you know fill all or clear all right and then it actually has it counted out like a visual on the side, like slot one, slot two, slot three, slot four for the whole like 30 rounder, right? And then you can go inside there and move it around individually each bullet. And it has like each bullet visualized. So you could put like, you know, alternate between rip and and uh, whatever, like some APM if you wanted to. You could like say, I want the load five in, stop. I want the load six in, stop. I want to load you know, to fill the rest in with this ammo. And then you're like, oh, I made a mistake. You can just like move slot 28 to slot one and everything will slide down. Like, I was like, dude, that is so cool. Tarkov needs this so bad, dude. I mean, it's only... Like the UI is like really neat, basically. Uh... <laughs> well, the UI for that is really good. That feature. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, specifically. But the UI in general is like dopium freaking overdose dude like claim your reward now click, <laughs> click here for premium oh my gosh a new skin you know it's just like dude it's it's a free it's a free to play game all right I mean, this is this is some pure uh some pure two early 2000s freaking ah dude how quick is it to get into a match <laughs> um on the factory map I don't think the population's that big. Again, I'm not mm. sure if I'm playing against other PC players only or like a whole boat like crossplay. But um, on Factory, which is like the new map, because that's the only map you can play when you start out, like the first five levels, it's like instant. 
Uh, the other maps take a little bit more time. Like, I, I was doing a scav earlier, and it took me 10 minutes to get into a match, and that was with, like... Oh, no, sorry, I stopped the queue, because I, um, I added a bunch of maps to it. Because right. you can select multiple maps to, to, to scav on, and it, it, it took some time, but I was in queue for 10 minutes for just one map, so I was like, that this isn't going to work, you know. But anyways... Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm addicted. I am shamelessly, I'm enjoying it, dude. And it's freaking, <laughs> I can't oh, explain boy. it, dude. I can't oh, explain boy. it. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. So apparently, I'm just looking at Steam charts for this thing. Okay. Apparently the all-time peak concurrent players on Steam was 4,700. And... On average, like the twenty-four hour peak now is like two thousand six hundred, and there's two thousand one hundred okay. people. At the moment. So it sounds you know, about right. It's smallish. We were talking about the cycle last week, right? And that had what ten k, I think. Ten to eight k. Yeah, which I've been playing a little bit on the side. Um, it's kind of like my play with friends game. All time peak forty k, twenty four hour peak five k. Okay, so all right. Now thirty days peak players eight k. So yeah, cycles probably twice to three times as big as this thing. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, yeah, like it's funny how like the the ecosystem for games with like a couple of thousand players is like enough, you know? Yeah, it is and it isn't. The flea market can be pretty bare. It actually is pretty bare for like weapon parts because there's so many weapon parts, just like Tarkov. It, yeah, it's kind of hard, but. Um, there is a flea market. I mean, things in general are really expensive, it seems like, because I think there's less, there's just less stuff being circulated, so it's hard for the prices to fall, I guess. Yeah, I guess also if there's so many parts, like the things that you want. And is there a limitation on how much you can put up? I don't know. I was able to sell three items, like, individually. Because I had a quest to sell three items, so I just listed like three wrenches, you know, yeah. one like a thousand, like a hundred <laughs> rubles cheaper than the other. Um, and they sold after like a few minutes, but yeah, I don't know if they have slots. It's just very weird, interesting. Man. I know, dude, interesting. It's, it's crazy. It's funny, just like scrolling through the Steam page, even like just looking at some of the, they've got like a GIF of just some of the videos. Like, I mean, the, the graphics look pretty good. I mean, okay, honestly, yeah, like it's fine. Okay, I mean, I mean just, when you when you frame it and that it's a mobile game, they look good for a mobile yeah. game, but you have to frame it in that aspect, right? Like, it doesn't look like Tarkov, right? But the yeah, no, <laughs> especially not on PC. But the thing is, normally, like, yeah, most people are playing it like this big, right? Right, anything looks good, you know, you can watch a movie in like 720 on your phone and it looks great. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I love so tiny. all the freaking video, like the movie files that play during like when you load the map they're like super like heavily compressed like you know low res <laughs> like it just looks like shit there's like just compression everywhere it's so funny <laughs> oh god that's yeah that's interesting that's interesting yeah i'm like i'm half tempted to just like have a, a just a quick dabble myself just to i mean see. do you have a uh do you do you have a phone that can play like these types of games on? I know mine can. Probably, probably not. What's what is your phone? iPhone eight. 
the Lord. I mean, I've got a Galaxy S7. We're probably both in the same. Yeah, like, okay. I, I've realized that my phone was outdated when my dad upgraded his phone because he uses it for his business, whatever. And he gave his old phone to my mum. Mm-hmm. And we used to have the same phone, me and my dad. And now my mum has the same phone as me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is now, now I'm at like, the, I'm at the tail end of tech here. Like, definitely. I think I'm like five series behind. He goes like S7, S8, S9, S10, S20. And he's an S21 now, I think. And I'm still on the S7. I jumped from the S5 to the S7. I mean, the thing is, it'll play some stuff. Like, you can play... Were you able to play Dota awesome. Underlords? Yeah, I could. Oh, see, I couldn't um, on mine. If I played it for <laughs> an, if I played it for an hour, I had okay. to take the case off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to have it in like a flow of air. <laughs> yeah. Mine would just like instantly get hot, dude. It would be like thirty FPS, maybe like it was really bad. Yeah, like it would get quite low towards the end of Underlord, like the FPS, but um. Yeah, I mean, I once had it shut down for, like, critical heat, which I was like, oh, okay. I've probably got to be a bit more careful. That's when I started taking the case off. And uh, I'd kind of, like, heat sink it on random stuff, like, while <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> like, on my leg, and then move it onto another leg, and then, like, onto, you know, the arm of the sofa, and just, like, move it around. Dude. You used to play Hearthstone on that, like, pretty easily. That should be a product, man. You, you take your phone, right? And then it's, like, the, the case is a freaking game controller. But then on the back, you just mount like a CPU cooler <laughs> to the metal backplate. It's genius. <laughs> just have like the heat pipes pulling the heat from the phone. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if you, that would work. You probably like could like barely reduce any heat like that, but it'd be funny to try. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I used to use mine when I was traveling. So like if there was any like vents or whatever on the train mm. and things like that, then I'd just like put the phone in the vent. <laughs> <clears throat> just play that way because like on Underlords a lot of the time you're just watching what's happening yeah yeah so I don't th- I don't know whether we play this I'm not sure I wouldn't want to play on my phone anyway I wouldn't want to play a shoot on my phone I think I played PUBG Mobile like two or three times just to oh, see okay. what it was like and I don't like the on-screen D-pad really not, especially not playing yeah competitive I, right. I tried it a bit because I used to play a lot of PlayStation 1 emulator on my phone which was cool. And I had the same kind of thing, but like, that was all single player games. So it was different. Right? I used to play Final Fantasy. IX. I think I played Final Fantasy nine through like five times on my phone. And that was mostly at uni. And uh, yeah, just like, then it's okay. Cause you got like the controls on the screen. Like, you're not trying to do anything in real time. As I feel like it'd be really frustrating trying to use that to actually get a kill in something like Tarkov or PUBG. That's what kind of frustrates me. Maybe it's just lack of use and like not, not being used to it. You know, you've got to get yeah. used to these kind of things. It's like, Going back to console, like I used to play only console before I built my PC. I was PlayStation 2 gamer. And uh, going back to console now, I'm just like, I'm like, what is this block of wood in my hand? Like, yeah. I can't. I just, I just can't. You know? I just can't. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm tempted. I'm, I'm tempted to try it out. I mean, yeah, especially dude, I would love PC. it if you try it, dude. I would just like, because I, I don't think it's you're going to get the bug like I have, just because I feel like I have like a, a very biased, you know, eyes on it from just like the nostalgia of the past but i would love to hear here there's one other like crazy cool thing they have in the hideout they have a weapons rack and you can like it's like storage you can put like four guns up there but it displays them in your hideout so it's like your your collection cool. dude yeah that was really cool that's, that's cool that really it's like cool. some of those things that we wish Tarkov would do you know like having the display cabinet like people have asked for that for ages this is like a nice to have thing but yeah if you really need, 
Really neat. No, I, I might end up with the same kind of. Uh, I might end up with the same kind of nostalgia. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like playing these old old games. But the one the one that comes to mind because you've spoken before about like random, you know, Korean yeah computers <laughs> and this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned it previously like, ages ago, but the one that we played which was Guns Online, where you like yes. the wall running and all that kind I of stuff. I remember that one. Like, super cool. <laughs> I, I played that, and that was. That was amazing. Like when I was an early teen, it was great fun. And there was like oh, yeah. trick, there's like trick things you could do in the game yeah. with like the funny mechanics. And it was like part of the game. And you had to like practice it basically, like to do the yeah. wall running and do certain techniques. Like it was good fun that. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll re and re, I don't know. I'm not even sure what word I was trying to go for. Rekindle some kind of old flame of these, these old school games. Like we used to play a lot of random like Korean MMOs and this kind of stuff. But like back then, when I played back then, I would say that things weren't as heavily like monetized when I was yeah. playing these games. Like you didn't have just, as you said, just the, you know, almost <laughs> epileptic inducing like loading screen and stuff. Like things weren't, they weren't like that. Like you could pay for premium and stuff like this. Right. Like back then that was kind of the vibe. It wasn't just like pay, like paying for cosmetics wasn't really a thing at that point, really. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'd be maybe it'd be interesting just to have a little go, you know. Just drop it in. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's like just seeing the, you know, it's basically Tarkov, but for like a different. Yeah, I don't know how big it is on mobile, but it's like a different, you know, group of people. Like they get to like. I mean, I was streaming it and like people were asking me, oh, do you regularly play Tarkov? You know, because I was like constantly making like, it's just like Tarkov. Like, look, the scavs, their AI is busted. It's just like Tarkov. (laughs) Do you have people popping in who like play Lost Light? Yes. Like specifically. (laughs) That's cool. That's kind of cool. And they're like, oh, you play Tarkov? And you're like, yeah, "Yeah, most. Well, there's like five people in the category. I looked today. I was like. There's there's way too many people popping in here. Like I need to look at the category. There's, there was like five people when I checked. So, oh, that's it. That's that's an interesting point, actually. Yeah, because like yeah. If you're actually streaming the game, and there's like hardly anybody actually in the category. Right, you're kind of like the only one <laughs> there. Kind of funny. So, yeah, yeah, it's like seventeen, three, two, and one viewers. Right. 124 viewers total. Fascinating. But anyways, I just think yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, the whole, like, Tarkov genre, you know, it's, like, really... Apparently, there's two other mobile Tarkov clones. I don't... At least that's what I think mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, I haven't looked into them. I probably won't look into them, because I got... One, one's enough. One's enough. But, um... I don't know, it's cool. I'm excited to see what, uh, like, I feel like this is the whole, like, you know, Battle Royale trend. You know, it's like that game exploded, and then all these other things come along, and, like, arguably maybe, like, PUBG's maybe, like, the OG, and there's, like, a bit of an OG days vibe, and, like, the glory days, and then now it's, like, what, Fortnite's probably, like, the biggest Battle oh, Royale. Zone, I guess, depending on... Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I don't know like the different stats. demographics. <laughs> interesting actually i was um talking to my sister about like games and stuff like this and we mm-hmm. we got on to because she's an esports organizer now for yeah 
like what she what she does these days um an esports like tournament organizer here in the uk for like university esports specifically oh, and okay. it was interesting hearing what she was saying like they keep threatening to close down the dota category and she's sort of like no but she's like basically it's a boomer game at this point like there's very little interest from <laughs> in people coming through yeah. like, current universities to play which is interesting and she was talking about some other stuff and i was like oh you know Warzone's still like honest it's still huge she was like again like people don't really people aren't really playing that at university it's like or at least they are they are but people tend to play it with their mates or whatever they're not like as interested in playing tournaments for it like people right. just tend to tend to play it casually like apparently the one that the the them youth are playing at the minute and the one that they've seen the most growth in is valorant by like a long way yeah i could see that which I could kind of see it, and I was like, at least the game's not dog shit, right? Like, I'm I'm kind of pleased that it's not some like piece of crap game. Like, at least at least the game's actually a good game. Um, I could like I feel it feels better in my soul for that, you know what I mean? But um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll just see. Like, I'm I'm super super interested in the DMZ mode for yeah, sure. For COD. Like, I'm really interested, especially with the leaks that've been coming out about like different quests and stuff like this. Like, we don't really know anything, but I'm definitely gonna be checking it out. Like, I don't really know how to contentify that yet i don't really not really sure like i'm not a very diverse creator so it's it's tricky but um i'm really interested what ideas they have so yeah i don't know it's, it's as you say it's like the people testing the water with lots of different things i think we've had a few unfortunate uh forays into it with like the battlefields like collapsing on its own despite you know oh they've got this tarkov mode but it's thrown on but that the main game collapsed in and of itself like it didn't really have anything to do with the extraction base mode but um I'm hoping that these COD guys make a good go of it because, you know, if there's these Chinese free-to-play versions and they've done a decent job, then you would hope, you would hope that the Warzone 2.0 update and Activision can actually do something cool with it. But we, we, we will see. We will see. Yeah. We will yeah, see. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I just think Tarkov's just like, it's just got that special It really does. Of, like, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like that's kind of the other things I kind of gained. Like, oh, I feel like I could appreciate Tarkov more because, like, they went, they really went the extra mile on some of the stuff. I mean, like graphics alone, but like the the world detail, the the detail on the guns. Like, yes, there's like modding on these guns, and they have like a lot, like all the parts are like very familiar. But like, Tark, it's like you're limited. You know, Tarkov, you can do like. It's like real gunsmithing, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just like... You can make crazy monstrosities if you want, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. It's... The Obrez with, like, the six scopes and the 12 flashlights. Like, it's doable. Like, it's it's more sandbox-like. Yeah. It really is a special game. And um, I hope it, you know, will be remembered as, you know, that. And have a legacy even if it does doesn't end up panning out and you know some other new you know kind of what happened with PUBG, i guess if they do fall off i don't think they will but who knows i mean that's the interesting thing about fortnite is like they they kind of added like their own twist to it in a way like yeah. they and then you know it just like kind of just grew from there but yeah We'll see. We'll see. I'm as well excited to see what Warzone brings to the table. Exactly. I just, yeah. There's something, there's something about like 
And we all say it all the time. There's something about Tarkov. I don't think anybody even really quite put their finger on it. It's the combination of all of it, right? It's like, it's it's partly the grindiness, but it's partly the satisfaction. It's partly like the map design. It's partly like the pacing of the game. How I feel like the game's designed in such a way that you can camp, but it's not efficient. It's not like time efficient to do so. So you're kind of incentivized to move through the map, and like the timers kind of put you under pressure a bit, and like. There's so much to learn, and the yep. systems are so complicated. Like for all of its bad points, right, and the right. development and bugs or whatever. Like, there's something about the full package, yeah, as a whole for sure, EFP that makes it really special. And I think it always has been like that, and it just changes form as we go along. Like it's different now than it was, you know, in the alpha. It yeah. feels different based on what everybody said, but it's kind of not necessarily better or worse. It just is a different experience. Mm-hmm. So some mm-hmm. people prefer the old experience, some people prefer the new experience, but it's, it's still managed to keep that magic. And like, people still keep playing every wipe, right? It's like, even people who complain and complain and complain and complain, they always come back and they play the next wipe every time, even if they only just get to level 42 or whatever. It's like, it's got that consistent player base, which, yeah, maybe people aren't playing the end game for six months solid, but people play two months and then put the game down. Like, not necessarily anything wrong with that right like, yeah because bsg haven't created a game that people are able to play 12 hours a day for literal all eternity mm. isn't necessarily a fault on on them <laughs> you know i think sometimes we hold the game in an extraordinarily high standard notwithstanding the bugs and other things that we think should be fixed but just in terms of like end game design and that kind of thing yeah no like, i get you you know and other than competitive games like how many other games right. do that and I guess that is kind of the the highest standard, if you will, because they do have to maintain such a high standard because they run these competitive events where, you know, millions of dollars are at stake. You know, I mean, how, imagine how much money they have invested in the whole event itself. Like, I can't even imagine. So, yeah. And like, and even those games, right? Again, I'd like come back to Dota again. Like all I'm seeing on my feed, because I, my Twitter has started showing me loads of stuff ever since I went to Stockholm. And I'm like broadly interested, so I like click on them occasionally. And I've seen like stuff floating to the surface about TI about how Valve doesn't care and they're like milking the player base and the you know the, this is the last TI the, the games we're in now you know and the, the competitive scene's dying and all this stuff. And I'm just like ah, I feel at home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not just us, right? It's yeah. not just us. Like it's just communities and, and that kind of thing. So that sort of makes me feel a bit better about it. I think seeing another community like whine and moan about their issues too, like nothing's perfect. But uh, yeah, Tarkov here to stay, I think, for the time being, at least. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. They're alive and they're back and they're doing updates and we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. Just have to wait and see. Well, I think that concludes this episode of Lost Light Talk. I mean, Scav Talk. Um, <laughs> see you guys next week. A Lost Light Podcast. Where- <laughs>